and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. I'm your host today, Melanie Gobert. Hello, everyone. This is Melanie Gobert, your host for today's episode of TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. Today, my guest is Hannah Haze, language teacher, author, and pedagogical mentor at Robotel. Hannah's topic is going to be how to motivate your students to speak in English. Hannah, what's the number one way to motivate your students to speak in English? Hi, Melanie. Thank you so much for having me. I think the number one way is differentiation and variety. So if I think back in my days of language teaching, my students would get really motivated and started to like really speak and be engaged if I gave them a big variety of different kind of speaking activities and trying to have them at different times of the day or throughout the lesson. Like, don't just have a speaking activity at the beginning or don't just make it the last thing of the lesson. So that that is something that I've really discovered that helped my students when I, I kind of like played around with like, okay, let's do one now and oh no, let's do one later and um, giving them all these different types of speaking activities too, where they could really practice a lot. So you mentioned several different activities. Can you tell us about some of the activities? Yes, I would love to. So um, I actually did a little bit of uh, research before I uh, started talking about why it is so important to get your students motivated to speak. And I found that most of the students really enjoy speaking activities. And I was kind of surprised by that because when I think back in my own classroom, they were kind of shy a lot during during those hours or, or whenever I gave them the chance to speak, especially those beginner classes being afraid of like pro pronouncing things wrong, um, making mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But when I ask them, they really enjoy speaking activities and like anything that has to do with listening and speaking. So I was like, all right, what can I do? My um, go-to were like kinesthetic activities whenever I was able to um, make it something that was hands-on, something that was interactive, something that they could do. Even for my adult learners, I was surprised how much they really enjoyed games. So um, it, it wasn't too baby for them, which I think is really, really cool. Um, debates. Debates were a real good way to get my students to speak because they had the chance to talk in small groups first and, and prepare their debates. And then they would come and um, do the debate in front of the whole class. So we had different steps of kind of like getting used to speaking in front of a crowd and like being confident in that. Um, another one of my favorites is partner activities and grouping activities. Um, like you mentioned, I work for Robotel and we have our own curriculum and platform. So I was able to, to pull all of these activity ideas together but with a team of enthusiastic language teachers as well. So we just got together and threw down all of those ideas that we have about um, speaking and getting students to speak. So partner and group activities were one of those things that we incorporated in every single one of our chapters and sections and all of that, and just making sure that students have a chance to 
prepare a little bit, you know, give them some time to write things down. Cause I think, especially in the beginning parts, it's really important for them still, and then get out there and speak. And then you can slowly transition away from this, like, okay, take notes first and then speak and go right into, all right, we have a grouping activity, your partner one, your partner two, partner three. Now let's make this interactive. Um, I also really like incorporating like movement. I know it sounds a little bit silly, but my grouping activities were always kind of trying to get my students to move around. So I gave them sheets where they had to interview as many of their classmates as possible um, to in order to get the right answer. So like all of these kind of like um, little things where you get them moving around and not always talking to the same partner that they're sitting next to, um, get them to talk to everybody in the class. Um, those were those were a couple of great things. I also really like pronunciation activities, um, and that's part because that's incorporated in our platform. So I think AI can be a good way to help students practice their pronunciation. Um, just because they can listen when you're not there as a language model, as a as a language teacher, then sometimes students might not know how to pronounce things. But AI can be really a valuable tool in helping them hearing things. I know it's not perfect. It's not quite the right thing to do, um, but it has the chance of giving them immediate feedback, too. So my students really enjoy doing that at home where they would just sit and listen and repeat and listen and repeat until they got to this like 100% or 90% of getting these sentences right, which um, I think is, is just a fun way of, of practicing. And um, I like recording activities. Um, a lot of students might not feel so confident talking in class, but if you give them the chance to record themselves at home, where you give them a prompt, let's say talk about your daily routine or uh, talk about the weekend and they just get to like kind of like record and re-record and if they want to make mistakes, they make mistakes. If they want to correct them, they have a chance to correct them. Um, I think that's a that's a great way to doing this too. And then I think, again, my absolute favorite is all the games just because I saw how engaged my students were and I don't know if you want to go want me to go into like some of the details of some of my favorite games or um but I have a lot of them that focus on listening or that focus on speaking or a combination of the both just to make sure students have a chance throughout the lesson to just have a little bit of fun I'd love to hear an example of one of your listening games one of the listening games. Um, the listening game that we did was, for example, bingo. That was one of my favorites. I gave my students a bingo sheet. Um, and sometimes I would have them filled in already with like phrases or with just vocab words as a little bit of review. And then easy enough, you call out a word or a sentence at a time. And wherever it is on their sheet, they got to mark it if they get five in a row. Um, they they win. So that was one of my favorite listening games. Um, marker challenge is another one. That one is similar where they have to listen to words or phrases, but they work in pairs. So they get one sheet and on that sheet of paper, there's let's say 20 words in like little boxes. Everyone or both partners get a marker, different color. They work on one sheet together 
And then when I say the word, let's say the word is tiger, they got to find the word tiger and whoever marks it first with their marker gets that point. So then you play until you um, get through all the words or all the phrases. You can play that with grammar topics or um, concepts, or you give them the present tense and they got to find the past tense on the sheet. Like there's so many ways of doing that, but I mean, it's a little chaotic, but it's so much fun seeing these students trying to like find these words first and like mark them. So that's another, another good uh, listening one. I'm trying to think. Tic-tac-toe is a good listening one um, where you give them sheets with like partner A, partner B. Um, I like doing those with a lot of the grammar topics. So like marker challenge or bingo, I did a lot with vocab revision, but tic-tac-toe we did. Um, I gave them the, the verbs, let's say for my beginner, beginner students, the verbs in the present tense or in the infinitive actually. And then I gave them a pronoun. So let's say the, the, um, box was to go and she, in order for them to put down their X or their O in that box, they first would have to say she goes. And if that's right, then they could put it down, can put down their thing. So just, just another way of trying to get them to speak and listen with partners or as a whole class. Now, let me just ask you a couple of questions yeah. for teacher challenges when teaching speaking, you know, because a lot yeah. of people actually have a lot of students in their class, sometimes 60, mm -hmm. 50. So what's a way around that to practice speaking? So my go-to there when I had a class of, I think 44 was my biggest class. But what I did was assign a lot of individual speaking activities in the classroom and at home. So I really leveraged technology in getting my students to be able to speak more because the time in the class itself is just so short. We want to be the language models as teachers. We have things that we need to go through. And even if we give our students like 30 seconds each, that's never enough for them to speak and practice speaking. So I leveraged technology. And um, like I said, Smart Class from Robotel was one of them where you can create easily open recording or segmented recording activities and then assign them to your students. So either they did them in class with like headphones or I assigned a lot of those as homework practice and then I would listen on these conversations. If you have a language lab, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have one, that's still a nice way of getting your students to speak and pair them up or group them up and then you as the teacher, instead of listening to all these recordings at home, you can also listen into your students' conversations or their speakings and give them feedback right then and there. So you don't have to record everything and listen later to it, but you have a chance to really just, you know, go from one student to another because they're all sitting in the lab and talking at the same time. You can just pop in from from the front nobody knows when you're coming which is often kind of cool because then they're like oh okay you're there all right um let me do this again it's like yeah okay yeah I heard you were not speaking in English you know so um I think that's that those would be my go-tos of like leveraging technology just because that's a way for you to ensure that your students are talking giving them chances to practice this at home when you're not there um, and then just spot check, 
you know, we all know we're not going to be able to listen all to all the recordings. I want to make sure that everybody understands it's okay to not listen to hours and hours of recordings either. But um, if you if you're lucky enough and have something that can auto grade other things for you, then maybe you'll find the time instead of grading, you know, the multiple choices and the, the fill in the blanks and all that. Um, just take the time to grade some more recordings instead of all the writing focused activities. Okay, thank you so much, Hannah. On behalf of TTELT, a program of educators worldwide, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your tips about getting students motivated to speak in class. Thank you, Melanie. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us today. Share with us how you are using these tips. Leave us a comment or voice message on social media or at ttelt.org. Thanks for joining this episode of TTELT, brought to you by Educators Worldwide. Follow, like, and subscribe to TTELT on your social media. And try a new teaching tip today.